0: the silly goose gang podcast
1: episode 42 silly goose gang podcast and joining us from the west coast of murica we have phil folsom of my wolf tribe so phil thank you very much for joining us today pleasure gentlemen
2: now we just wasted a good 10 minutes talking good shit off camera there so uh how how ugly is your is your uh, your tartan how how ugly is this MacKay tartan
0: it's not something i'd wear I'll tell you that <laughs> but um my my heritage is actually i'm part choctaw and that's a native american tribe over here okay and and i'm also part scottish so yeah. uh, i always tell people that i'm a perfect storm of alcoholism you fucks
1: <laughs> 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 still, to say that it's got reputation for drinking Native Americans, certainly from what we see over here, they have the reputation for drinking. That's a, a good slash bad combination for oh. alcohol and arguments.
0: Mm. <laughs> and I, hey, I, and I've also, I've been, I just add that conversation, I've been sober for about 10 years, kind of, and probably saved my life. You know, there's a lot of uh, us veterans and people in men's work. Uh, we call it triple D. You come back from, from war, uh, drunk, disabled, and divorced. So as men, we got to start doing a better job at taking care of ourselves, taking care of each other and, you know, good conversation to talk about.
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It feels, um, you know, it feels like guys are on, on, uh, you know, under attack from all directions, Um, you know, 2020, just just for being a man. It feels like, you know, especially if you're a a masculine man, it feels like uh, you get shit every direction. Mm-hmm. Basically, for being a man, so um, you, you, you. I know you. Combating would that be the right way to put this? You're combating that. You're you're fighting against this kind of shit. To get us, yeah. Uh, keep us. Keep us. Uh.
0: uh and, the, and hey, the um, we deserve it. Like, let's be honest. Mm. We we are getting shit on, but with a big portion of that, we we deserve. You know, like uh, if you look at war men starting them, you know, uh, the environment, we fucked it up. There's a bunch of shit that we can own, but if you're going to, if you're going to lay that at our feet, you should also, um, bless us with the fact that we created it, everything. Like thanks for running water. Thanks for houses. Thanks for plumbing. Like thanks for society. Yeah. You were, we're in charge of hurting it, but we built it. So give us a little credit. While you give us the blame, yes,
2: yeah, uh, we you know we, had a, we we did a podcast um, yesterday, uh, and Ali made a very good point. off, you know, the problem is with that is is good news doesn't sell, does it? So who wants to know about the good shit that anybody does? Mm. All the people want to know is uh, you know the bad shit because everybody wants the, the bad headline. So no, nobody cares. Uh, you know that fucking man took us to the moon. That that doesn't matter. That is. Who gives a fuck about that? All you need to know is, you know, men are terrible and
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: fucking everything up. So, um, uh,
0: it's a really loud thing. And this actually, um, and I'm an anthropologist, uh, so I, I study, you know, primitive people. I study um, biological evolution, and uh, the biggest fear that tribal or communal or um, organisms have is being excommunicated from the tribe because it's mm-hmm. a death sentence. You know, so that's why shame is so powerful. You know, when I say "hey, fatty," or you know, we were talking about um, derogatory slang words before we were recording, right? Like the reason why those words are so painful is that it it, it brings shame and, and excommunication to us, which triggers a death sentence in our amygdala, it's at the center of our brain. So, it, you know, when like on this pod, you know, this podcast, you can have a hundred dude saying you changed my life you're that you guys are awesome and you got one fuck who said man who the hell do you think you are and you're like ouch who's this one person that doesn't like me like it's it's loud loud we we did have one
2: person who said we fat shamed somebody and i i I, I don't even know i don't even know what we did to fat shame anybody (laughs) i don't know what that was it was quite it, it was one of those things where we got somebody gave us like a bad review on Facebook or whatever it was, and it was like, "You guys fat shamed somebody." and oh, it was terrible. You guys aren't cool. And it was like, "Do we have mm. haters? We've got mm. haters." We've fucking, we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I don't. You know, we don't pay attention to those guys. Um, um, uh, you know that. You know the 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 most important thing about having conversations in in long form is that you can actually say something, and then explain what you mean, rather than somebody just taking a, a, a little snippet for a headline and saying, mm. you know, Phil Folsom said this, he's a bad man. Yeah, but that's out of context yeah. with this part, so you have to listen to the whole fucking thing, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm just trying to... Th- what, what did you see? What did you say that you're part... What?
1: Right.
0: Uh, Choctaw. Choctaw. Yeah, it's a Native American tribe. Cool. And uh, uh, there's actually a Chief Folsom of the Choctaw ah. tribe in the 1800s. And he was a white guy uh, that married into the tribe. I think mother, something like mother, that.
2: Motherfucking white guys <laughs> being the tribe, man. That's well, cool. he was the a half, half
1: <laughs>
0: I think it was his son that became the chief. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really dug into it, but there's a famous quote from Chief Folsom of the Choctaw tribe. And it says, um, the, the Choctaw treaty has been ratified and our doom is sealed. We must now move to our new home in the setting sun in Oklahoma, which, sorry to all you Okies, but Oklahoma is not where you want to be, and it's not your first choice of where you want to live in the beautiful North American continent. So uh, it's one of the things that they're not talking about a lot in, uh, and right now we're being besieged by all sorts of social unrest about transgenders and Black Lives Matter and all, The, the biggest genocide in human history happened in my country and they and we killed over a hundred million native americans over Mm -hmm. the last 200 years like we decimated an entire fucking continent and that and that's barely even taught in our school systems yeah like like that's gigantic yeah
1: that's Uh, that's,
0: uh, funny uh, you're saying as well that uh,
1: that a white guy ended up as the the tribal chief because from what i've read about it it was it was more. I don't believe I've ever seen anything where it was a, a Native American left to join an inverted commas white civilization. It was mm-hmm. always the white civilized guys mm-hmm. going the other way and joining the Native American tribe that made you think they were definitely onto something. And well, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you oh, guys read the book Tribe by uh, Sebastian Younger? Yes, I have. I have not. Um, Sebastian is actually a friend of mine. Um, he's a war correspondent and writer, um, and he he wrote the movie Restrepo and a bunch of other really great books. And he, um, but in this short book Tribe, he talks about you know how we're we're a kinship based organism, like we're we're designed for really collaborative, uh, reciprocal, small relationships with a bunch of tight people, you know, and that we're, we're a kinship-based creature born into a career-based world. And it's really the cause of what's, what's damaging us is that when we're around strangers, like, we have anxiety. It's a scary thing. And even though, you know, as powerful men who are trained in martial arts and lift weights and, you know, all the shit that you guys do, um, when you're in an elevator with strangers, you know, if you were to take a blood test... Your cortisol, your adrenaline and your norepinephrine, and all of your all of your stress hormones are skyrocketing because we know that the scariest animal on the planet is a fucking homo sapien. Like we're the we're the we're the uh, the animals that, that caused most extinctions on every continent that we've gone to. And so when we're around strangers, it's really anxiety producing. So you ask yourself, how often am I around people who are not in my tribe? every day, yeah. all the time. And so you, if you're wondering why there's so many people who are um, fat, well, cortisol, co- you, know, you gain weight when you're under stress um, while we're sick. Well, cortisol causes your, your um, uh, sympathetic nervous system to turn off your immune system so you can survive. Like the cascading effect of the breakdown of our kinship systems is literally killing our species. It's dropping testosterone, it's dropping our immune system, our digestive health, our critical thinking, so we run out and burn down our cities. It's like, come mm. on, dummy, what are you doing? You're burning down your own neighborhoods. Yeah. So, um, what you're getting back to your point, people desperately need to be in tribes, and the moment us white folk came to the United States, and we saw these healthy organizations called tribes, who were like, get me some of that, and we had to actually... We made laws here in the United States in the in the 161700s um, that white people were not allowed to join the tribes because we were really? losing our population joining the Native Americans because it felt good. It was like, hell yeah. yeah. And it's the reason why so many veterans have a hard time reassimilating and transitioning yeah. back into civilian culture because civilian culture sucks at many different levels. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely I agree. Um it seems to be you know, the general population are very much interested in fake bullshit that doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything and has no value. Um so, you know, that's why, you know, we we feel our best when maybe you're in the gym lifting with your buddies or you're doing jiu-jitsu or you're climbing a hill and you're going, Fuck yeah, this is uh this is what life's all about, right? Um Yeah, that's uh yeah, I, you know, modern culture is one of those things that's very strange. Really, uh-huh. so you know, if you think about how, you know, I don't even what what age are you, Phil? Fifty three. So yeah, you're a little bit older. You're a little bit older than us. I'm 45. yeah, a little fat. At least forty two. I'm thirty five. So uh, you guys aren't aren't too far apart. But you know, within <laughs> our within our lifetime, we went from having. You know, I was probably part of the last generation that had no mobile phone. To now seeing kids who just have, you know, an iPad or a fucking iPhone mm. in their hand constantly.
0: My Apart daughter from yeah, yeah and it's, it's,
2: it's it's yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's quite funny because I got a, an Instagram uh, uh, an Instagram page got a follow the other day, and I'm going, "Who the fuck is this?" And it was
0: Ali's ten year old.
2: Why the fuck is got Instagram? Um, so yeah, we. My fucking with...
0: dog has an Instagram, bro. My daughter <laughs> made my fucking dog as an Instagram. You can look it up. Her, no, Nika, no, Nika, Nika Folsom. It's probably
2: like... has uh, probably has more followers than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. So you know, this this like shift in culture has happened in the last fifteen to twenty years, where you know people are you know just looking at Facebook, looking at Instagram, looking at YouTube. It's ironic because we're doing all these things, but you know it's this weird shift in culture where. Um, one of the coolest things that I do personally is leave my f- mobile phone and go and climb a fucking hill on my own, watch the sunset, mm. just sit there and go, fuck, this is cool. That's one of the coolest things that you can do. So yeah. it's, it's really recent. So if you think about, you know, the the you know the the span of human beings as we've been human beings, this this is like ten years. It's like literally nothing that this has happened. So. Um, it's not a surprise. It's kind of fucking people up a little bit.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. The, um, there's, there's two different big operating systems that are hap- living, existing at the same time in human experience. And our oldest one is called an honor-based system. It's where relationships reign supreme and, and you'll do whatever it takes to maintain that relationship and your position in the tribe. It creates meaning and purpose and resiliency. It's it, like, it's everything. And uh, it's our oldest operating system. Uh, and that honor-based code is the source of every example of heroism in the, in the history of mankind. Like, it's, if you're willing to sacrifice yourself, it's always for something bigger than yourself. Like, mm. you, you know, otherwise you're gonna try to stay alive unless there's something more important than you as an individual. And that's the tribe, right? And it completely changes behavior. But you you can only have about 50 max, 100 people in your tribe because you can't maintain this level of bro, super deep bro shit, you know? So when you start knowing more than 100 people, like when we went from villages to cities, Mm. all of a sudden, now I I can't maintain my tribal connections with you. So we've shifted into what's called a pride-based culture which is no longer based on our collective identity. It's based on our individual position and, and my car, my job, my house, my followers, like, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. It, and it's very, um, it's every external validation seeking because that's what our hope is. And what we're missing is I will never be enough when it's only me because I cannot give myself that blessing. I need you to tell me I'm enough. I need my yeah. bros to say, hey man, way to show up. And then I go, oh, I'm safe, I'm seen, and I'm enough. I'm no longer inadequate. Because that's yeah. what fucking is breaking the, the modern man, is that we're inadequate. So we never got initiated right into a, a full masculine psychology. Hmm. So pride is pride system is um, has taken over our technology in a way that's really unhealthy. And the technology is not inherently unhealthy. In fact, the technology contains our hope, uh, our hope of accessing the full scope of knowledge of our species. Mm. Right? Like you can study you can study the meditation masters of ancient India. You don't have to go to India anymore, and I, like yeah. find a guru. You can just go. You know, top ten meditation techniques. Wim Wim Hof breathing. You know, I I can I can learn you know, jujitsu from at 10th planet online or, you know, like I study with the Machado's with John Machado. And, and so like, it's, we we are the first members of our species to have access to all the wisdom and knowledge of of our entire species, you know? So it's incredible. And look, I'm talking to you in Scotland, bro. It's fucking awesome. But if I, you know, it, if I ha- if I stop using it for that sense of good and uplift and connection mm-hmm. and growth, and I stop using it for distraction, yeah, now, and and chasing external fulfillment and validation, I'm done because I'm never going to get enough. It doesn't matter if I've got ten thousand more followers, a hundred thousand, a hundred million. Like, is it ever enough? Not yeah. really. Yeah.
2: No. no. no it's, um... It's very, very very good points. Um yeah, I think um it's funny because the very thing that you know, as you're saying, the very thing that is fucking us up is also a very good thing because hopefully somebody out there goes, you know, we're saying, you know, this whole social media thing is fucking nonsense. But at the same time, somebody will find you via this and go, That I like what this guy's fucking saying. How do I get in touch with this guy? Okay, oh, he's there. Let me read about mm-hmm. this guy and then you know so it's those things where it's bizarre. So it's. I guess it's kind of like a how you manage all these different platforms and distractions in your life. It's how you manage them and go. I want to do this. All this is bullshit, and you know I can yeah. concentrate on. Yeah. Um, it comes, it becomes. It th- becomes a
1: tool. It becomes a tool, doesn't it? If, if if all you have is a hammer, everything becomes a nail. Oh, yeah. If you've got the full toolbox of social media, books, you know, self thought, a good group of guys around you that that help you and work with you it makes a big difference whereas if you as you're saying you know sat in a a soulless apartment in the middle of a big city surrounded by you know millions of people certainly over in america some of the big cities there and all you have is your your job in a cubicle (laughs) and then you come home at night and sit in your apartment which is basically a cubicle and just slide that slider it's not healthy it's not healthy anyway
2: don't um i don't know you know what one what I find is because of my job. So I'm regularly in Edinburgh, Glasgow, some big cities. And people are so fucking rude. It's unbelievable. People mm. won't, you know, if you let them out of a junction, they won't wave, they don't acknowledge you, they don't say hello. Uh you know, a perfect example is so like I say, I do a lot of um you know, Munros, Scottish Munros. So a couple of, a month ago, I decided to up Arthur's seat, which is um uh, an old volcano in Scotland in Edinburgh looks over the entire mm. capital, it was really nice climbed it, there was hundreds of people mm. not one not one single person even lifted a head up to say hello didn't mm. acknowledge you, everybody head down, looking at the phone, didn't look at you the yeah. next weekend, I went to the north, I think I went to the Isle of Sky actually um, mm. and, motorcycle races uh, no, that's Isle of Man it's Isle of Man um the Isle of Sky uh off the to Scotland but every single person oh, how you doing? How you how you getting on? Uh-huh. guys from fucking India, guys from China, everybody was just saying, how oh, how you doing? All these local Scottish guys, English guys, everybody how mm. you getting on. Lovely day. Yeah. Nobody in Edinburgh even fucking acknowledge it. It's bizarre. It's it's and I see it constantly with work. Um people uh you know, people in these big cities, man, are, uh, like, as Ali's saying, if you're sitting in a, you know, an insurance company all day, talking to people on the phone, and you come home at night, you're sitting in a little tiny bed set, um, you can't really afford to go out because everything costs so much, so you just sit on Skype people and you don't see, you're not interacting with anybody. It's crazy. It's a crazy way to live your life.
0: Um, one, of, one of the things I've been doing recently just to manage my, my intake diet, of what I'm visually, you know, taking in, right? Mm-hmm. Because your, our diet is what we eat, what we watch, what we listen to. Like, it's all that. And you don't want to take in a bunch of toxic shit. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, like I, I get my feed, my feed down on Facebook or Instagram or or even LinkedIn, any of the, the platforms. Um, I'm I curate that to the only people who are are educating me or inspiring me. And I don't. I don't yeah. follow anybody else. Like, so if, if I'm some, if you're, if I follow you, it means that you know you're educating me and you're inspiring me, uplifting me. Because I'm really careful not going down that 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 uh, yeah. swipe screen. If I'm getting a yeah. bunch of shit, like if it's bringing me down, and if yeah. it, if I find myself going, oh, I just lost a piece of my life. That's what it cost me. Like yeah. I want to be better after listening to you and talking to you. And you know, elevate me. me, me and that's, Chris, that's
2: that's some pressure now. I feel like I feel like I, I have to tell you, I like I know, I have I to
1: give I, you some wisdom. I know, man. We <laughs> <laughs> must have said that before with things, Phil. Where people talk about, oh, it, it must be nice to have time to go and do jiu-jitsu. It must be time to go and climb. It must be good to have time to lift. And yet, as you say, they can spend four hours scrolling mindlessly through the social media. Oh, yeah. Binge, don't get me wrong i love a binge on netflix like anyone else but you know just binging day after day after day just watching netflix continually scrolling their social media at the same time it, it comes down to what's your priority and and do you want mm-hmm. to you know improve your physical condition your mental health your mental conditioning through reading through being inspired you you know listening to different points of view and and working through that it, it plays into that whole part as you're saying it's that diet of you know not just Cheetos and pizza on the couch, it's everything that you're putting into your body and your brain. Mm. Yeah, spot uh, on.
2: Um, one thing that I want to to um, kind of go back to, uh, Phil, is when you're talking about the tribe thing, is it is it, um, is it a real th- thing that people hate public speaking uh, because when we were all tribes, you know, whatever, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, when the only time you had to speak in public was when you had gotten shit and you had to explain yourself in front of the—is that a real thing?
0: Uh, you know, every 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 cult, indigenous culture, is different. You know, and there's a few things that run through all indigenous cultures. Um, generally speaking, they're not afraid to express themselves. That I mean, like when it, uh, generally, even when you're approaching, you know, what we call a tribe. Um, Whether it be in Africa or or in the Amazon basin, you hear them before you see them because they're they're singing all the time and they laugh all the time. Like that's one thing like you when you're talking about up on the volcano, nobody laughed. Right. Nobody sings. Nobody. Nobody is is speaking and communicating and connecting. So. The, the expression is really, really important. The way that people express themselves are really, really important. A lot of, uh, lot of time spent exchanging information in indigenous cultures. In fact, um, gosh, there was a, uh, this was a, lo- a paper written decades ago from an anthropologist who was studying tribal cultures. And uh, he did some research about how many hours it took per week for an indigenous person to create all of their needs, like that food, shelter, uh, weapons, tools. 14, 14 hours a week is what, what he came up with as what the, what the general human body or system is designed to work. Which means that the rest of the time is spent telling jokes, talking about the stars, talking about you know God sports fucking like you know connecting stuff that is lifting elevating us mm. instead of when you're saying those 40 50 hours in the cubicle and then yeah. three hours of Netflix and then then you're bitching about how unsatisfying your life is it's like yeah mm. society's sick and then your reaction to society is also sick and one of my favorite quotes is by a guy named Krishna uh, he was a Indian philosopher, dude, moved to the United States. And he said, it is no measure of health to be well adapted to a profoundly sick society. Happy, yeah. right? Yeah. Society's yeah. sick and it's broken as shit. And then yeah. we're dropping in and here we are kind of successful dudes who have been well adapted to it. And you go, so are you really healthy? Are you really happy? Are you really high performing? or have you just uh, adapted yourself to the sick society. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a movement right now of going this doesn't work for me anymore. I reject it. I reject this premise. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Shitty political um, systems, shitty food, shitty, you know, and and part of this long-form conversation, this is one of those few bright lights of like, ooh, like here's an opportunity to authentically yeah. explore and discover some different ways of being that are healthier
2: yeah absolutely um yeah this is a, a and you and you know even uh you know me and ali have talked about this uh, uh, you know so many times is we just doing this podcast and just speaking to people we are improving ourselves as human beings because we have to think you know you know you have you really have to so when you maybe have a conversation with somebody beforehand, you, you're you not really listening. You're just kind of watching somebody's mouth and picking little bits and bobs up. Now we actually have to listen to what you're saying or whoever the guest is saying, because we have to actually form questions and opinions and, you know, I want to go back to this. So yeah, You know, and it really, yep. it's made us more rounded. You know, people have said things that make you go, oh, I never thought about this before. And that's a this is a very good point and you pick like some you know somebody will say a book Um uh, you know as you're saying uh you know the book tribe i've heard this talked about so many times i might now go and have to look at it because you've said it's awesome so so you get these all these different ideas and it actually makes you us better human beings um so i think there's nothing you know if you think about what's on telly most of the time it's fucking absolute nonsense you know we all like some netflix right but um yeah, it's uh these are these are so good and they've been re- extremely good for us. Um, yeah, as as men
0: and human beings as well. Yeah. Um, do, yeah. do you guys follow Jordan Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I've, yes.
1: got, I've got twelve rules of life.
0: Yeah, Uh he's he's one of the the big thinkers right now, and I think he's going to go down as our generation's Carl Jung or Nietzsche, or you know, he's going to be a big thinker. I think that that has. uh I mean. Knock on wood unless he's got something bad happen to him, because he's a volatile guy, but and, so anyway, uh, he's important, man. Stay healthy, doctor, please. You know, he... uh, but one one piece of this uh, is he shares that human beings don't sit and think. doesn't matter if you're if you're watching this, reading this, mm-hmm. you need to have a conversation. You need to talk it. It's the way that human beings process information. so yeah. if you're not if you're not writing notes or discussing, it's basically going into short term memory and you're not providing anything new for yourself like this is how that what we're doing right now is how we engage with the integration of turning knowledge into wisdom and yeah. it's so important. This is like, hey, we're exchanging ideas, making a better collective idea. Yeah, so, super yeah. important.
1: Yeah,
2: I think. um I I think of Jordan Peterson as a you know uh, uh you know our generation's um well I suppose he was still the same generation really but Christopher Hitchens, that's who he reminds me of such a fucking mm. really, uh you know a, a guy who's an intellect but makes everybody think you know one of those very special uh, thinkers one of those very special human beings who makes, uh you know people who are not really into this kind of thing they make them go oh, oh mm. okay. You know, a really, a really, um, a really important guy, as you say. Um, one of the things that you know, I, as we were just talking about, one of the things that I want to go back to. And this is a funny thing. Uh, I was when because you, you mentioned the stars. You know, you should look at the stars. Um, I did a marathon. Um, just right on the the border with England and Scotland, and it's in the darkest part of the 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 skies. Are supposed to be you know the darkest in, in the UK because there's no light pollution. So I was speaking to some guy. You know, you start at dusk, you run into the night. And I was speaking to some guy, and I was saying, "Yeah, the only reason I I uh, I entered this is because I wanted to try and see the Milky Way during a marathon. Mm. See the Milky Way, would be amazing." So these two women were running kind of next to us, and he said, "What's the Milky Way?" And I went, "You'll know it when you see it." And she went, "Yeah, but what is it?" It's just like, I mean, how the fuck do I explain How do I explain to you what the Milky Way is? It's like everything, like you um maybe she didn't know this is a woman of, you know 45 50 years old she didn't mm. know what the milky way was and you know fuck have you never looked at the sky Have you never just sat and looked at the sky and went fuck that's yeah. huge oh yeah <laughs> incredible
1: it does it. What, one of the things you touched on there phil where you were talking around peterson was you mentioned Jung. and i know you do a lot of work on the kind of union philosophy Is a book i mm. read probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And I think I'm going to have to Mm -hmm. revisit it because I think I was a little bit too young to fully appreciate it. And I always get the order mixed up, but King, Warrior, Magician, Lover?
0: Mm, Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the book. That's
0: by Dr. Moore and Dr. Gillette from the University of Chicago. And it's one of the the central books about uh, masculine psychology and a really, really important book. Uh, and it talks about, there's four different quadrants of behavior that all men drop into, and that defines your role in the tribe. And it, it talks, it also defines your, your, where you need to go to grow internally. So it, it's a, it's a masterwork. It really is an incredibly important thing. And we actually got that from the wolves about 35,000 years ago. Like if you want to go out on a weird, a weird journey with me, um, Human beings have been on the planet for about 300,000 years uh, and in Africa. And during that period of time, we were incredibly low-level scavengers. Like, they, they, they can look at fossils, and they can see where the, what killed the, killed the animal. And then the, the tooth marks on top of the killstike are the scavengers. And then on top of those scavengers are the little cut marks of Homo sapiens. And so... Uh-huh. We we had almost no tools, no technology, no culture, no art. I no, mean, you know, and we were very few of us. It's almost impossible to find a Homo sapien, um, you know, fossil from that era because we almost went out. We were almost extinct. Just looking at our genetics, we uh, there was a time in one of the last ice ages where we were down to about five thousand of us yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the fucking yeah. planet, bro. Like yeah. we we're almost out. And then at 35,000 years ago, we, you know, we flatlined as nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom, we became fully human. No, and no biological changes, exactly the biologically the same, but cultural explosion of full representational art, uh, ritual burials, uh, music, uh, weapons, like everything changed. And it was the, that exact moment in historical time when genetically, um, the wolves, wolf wolf skull, for your viewers, uh, when the the wolves started their um, progress to becoming our dogs, mm-hmm. so that was that there was a um, there there was a confluence of when human beings were scavenging off of the apex predator on planet Earth, that was the wolf. A wolf pack at full power is the most dominant um, force on land in the history of the Earth. Uh, They have the widest range, the most effective uh, predatory styles, and we basically stole their operating system. Like, like we we have a the ability, uh, neuroplasticity, that we can learn. Like, we have no instincts, but we have ability to install an operating system. Right, we're learners. So we basically just said, look at those animals. They win everything. Those are like a dynasty. Like, let's do what they do. And so when you look at our um, our tribal systems, it's it's almost an exact match of wolf behavior. It's exactly the same. When you look at sports teams, military units, um, any sort of human team function, it's exactly the same in terms of its hierarchy of, func- of behavior as a wolf pack. And wolves have four different roles of behavior. They have the alpha leader wolf. They have the warrior, um, you know, like heavy-hitting combat wolves that go into the elk first. Then they have their specialists, like the the sight trackers and the specialist wolves. And then they have the, what's called the nanny wolf, which is basically the wolves that are high empathy, high compassion, and they don't even go hunt. They just stay home and guard and raise the alpha pair's pups. And because no other wolf breeds in the pack except the alpha pair. The rest are just built to support the pack, right? That's tribe. Mm-hmm. Tribes and wolf packs um, are the same. And I know I'm, kinda, I'm totally nerding out on you guys now. That was cool. But, <laughs> but most, yeah, this is, this is, this is me uh, singing for my supper. Um, mo- <laughs> most animals have a single hierarchy of power. Jordan Peterson, right? Lobsters, Mm. yeah. which means if you are a low level lobster, lots of cortisol and very unsuccessful in resources, right? Mm -hmm. You get none of the ladies. If you're a little lame lobster, no ladies for you. But if you're the lobster or gorilla or lion or any other of these animals, you get all the ladies and all the food, you get everything, right? So you're built towards, if I can't be that, I'm nothing. And it's a shit. That's pride. That's our pride culture. It's shitty. It's dysfunctional. And it means I'm going to step on the people below me. Right. Instead of going, those people are me, which is the way that tribes operate and the way the wolves, they have that hierarchy of power, but they put another hierarchy of connection, which means now we, if you look at those two things as being a continuum, like where are you on power and where are you on connection? And that places you in one of four different behaviors, and you know, um, and it says a tremendous amount about how you operate in the world. It says how you deal with trauma, conflict, innovation, change, everything. Super powerful, and mm-hmm. that those are if you're going if you're the man that can run all four of those houses, you are the king of the four houses. That's my men's group.
2: Well, between. Uh... Oh, all oh, right, okay. So now that makes sense. Okay, I get yeah. it. I under, I understand now. So between me and between me and Ali, we cover the four bases. But I'm the moron who's strong, uh, and uh, you know, you would, you would, he would, he would throw into battle first, and Ali is the the thinker and the mm-hmm. intellect and the the compassionate yeah. one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and um, and you and you um tend to say yes to too many things. You tend to get diffused. You say. You're you're a little bit more innovative. You're quick to move, but you also get distracted and diffused by saying too yes to too many things, yeah, and, that dumb, has, that, yeah. and that has and <laughs> that, and that's compromised your success because you yeah. need to have the ally who's able to go, hey man, stop trying to fucking boil the ocean, bro. Let's do one thing and do it really well. You know, that's yeah. what he does. But when things get chaotic, he drowns, and you surf. Right. So you guys bring different types of, of, you know, angles of approach or attack on -hmm. different situations, which makes you adaptable. Right. And and evolution is not survival. The fittest, men, evolution is survival, the most adaptable. So Mm -hmm. upgrade your operating system. Watch some of these podcasts, read a book, you know, Mm -hmm. get off fucking, you know, whatever you're doing, get off the 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 Pornhub and and Netflix (laughs) and get learning.
2: Let's not get carried away, Phil. Let's not get carried away.
0: Hey,
2: man. Just saying, bro. Uh, what, um, what's actually? What's actually hilarious? Is this is a hundred percent true. Is uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, I did a triathlon. I haven't done a triathlon in over a year. And you know, during lockdown, I'd been kind of fucking about, and I'd been, you know, you know, I'd done some boxing and jiu jitsu and all sorts. As you've just said, do so many different things. Hadn't really done anything triathlon based at all, hadn't swim, hadn't really ran, hadn't really cycled because I'd been hitting the bag more and lifting a lot of weights did a triathlon and, and it was like holy shit, I need to stop doing all this other shit and actually concentrate on this thing to get better again I'm, I'm terrible at it again So it's funny that you said that because it literally ties in with something that happened last week 100% true
0: um, you're, you're, like, you're like King Arthur right? and you want to build a kingdom Camelot, but you don't have Excalibur because you know who makes Excalibur, <laughs> who built Excalibur for Arthur Maryland.
1: or Morgana Morgan le Morgan Merlin,
0: Merlin. Yeah. So
2: see? you see that? That's how this works. <laughs> I'm, <yeah>. I, I'm <laughs> the moron that would use the sword, but Ali knows about how to make it.
0: <laughs> exactly. And you know what? If it, and if he doesn't have anybody to use the sword, he's just fucking sitting in a cave making shit for no one, and he has no <laughs> no seat at the table and no yeah. voice. So like. We're designed, and there's two other archetypes, right? There's lover and, like, anyway, so the, those are the four archetypes that uh, the king, the warrior, the magician, the lover, and gentleman, you got to learn how to access those in you. And then you got to learn how to partner with the other men in your tribe because it makes us the most, most ferocious, deadly, and successful species on planet Earth. But we've lost it. And it's and it's not functioning well for us because we're creating a bunch of um, very, very low functioning men at this point. And my God, we need this is the time for strong men again.
1: Yeah. Do you you think one of the reasons we're missing it, Phil? And after you talking about me being the thinker, the word has escaped my brain completely. But we don't have any more of those. And I'll just use for the the word of it, like the ceremonies or the threshold events where you Mm -hmm. go from a child to being a man. We've kind of lost that, particularly in the Western world. Do you think that's had an impact on it?
0: Oh, God, vastly impactful. And um, men, and we're different than women, women uh, tend to have the ability to um, self-initiate or move just organically from an adolescent psychology. Girls become women. Like, it, they, they just do it better than we do. Um, that's not true for men, because we, we are raised by our moms, right? And what's our mom's job? domesticate us so that we're not a little fucking shitty kid with with shit in his pants and snot and saying fuck all the time our moms domesticate us and our moms keep us safe so we're little boys right it's like okay be nice be the nice guy and be safe and then at about you know 13 14 it's time to take the nice guy and now move to your father's house and he's going to now let you be a man he's going to upgrade your operating system and say okay we're going to take that domesticity and now we're going to add it into service now you're going to actually power up and you know what Uh, it's no longer time for those childish things so you used to play video games you used to be able to scroll on the internet but now I need you to be a warrior, I need you to be a craftsman. I need you to defend the kingdom. I am going to now allow you to join the men, and it's the biggest honor you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. It never happened for us. So now yeah. we're stuck being this little nice guy boy who's pretending to be a man, but it's a different operating system. And yeah. so that's what you see when you when you look out across the the terrain, the landscape of of men you're seeing a bunch of adult males, not men. Yeah. And so um, uh, a belt ceremony, you know, is that's an initiation, a little initiation, uh, going through basic training in the military, a ah, little initiation. And we're, we're, we're desperately trying to find these little pieces so I can, I can now claim, you know, my, my kingdom. Because when I'm a little prince, Um, The the currency of the prince is external validation, and I will never, ever have enough to make me enough. Whereas the currency of the king, that's the kingdom. I don't need your validation anymore. Yeah, Well, you don't like me? Eh, Fuck off. Because you know what? I'm doing bigger things. I am building. I'm maintaining my kingdom and my people and my purpose. So I don't need all that little shit anymore. And... That's, that's where we're going as men, and it's really important we get there. Otherwise, we're just going to end up having these little tantrums burning down our cities. Yeah. You know?
2: how,
0: how, how do you think we get back
2: to that? How do you think we get back to that right now? You know, population's enormous. There's so many people, and there's so <laughs> many, you know, for lack of a way word, just little bitches. Just little yep. fucking bitches who are, <sighs> I mean, to, you know, I mean, really embarrassment to men. You know, I mean that you yep. know for the lack of a better word, the, you know, a real embarrassment to 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 mankind. Um how do you think we get back to being fucking men?
0: Yeah. Um some some of it is recognizing that they're you know, we're going to have to go back. And I don't mean technologically, but uh when you start reading what uh like the stoics, the stoic philosophers, Marcus Aurelius and yep. When you start reading that shit, something opens up in you. Like you can't read Marcus Aurelius and not go, Oh my God. Like it doesn't matter what a little bitch you are. If when you read Marcus Aurelius, you go, Damn, it's time to raise my game. And we're built to um model off of other men. That's how humans learn, right? It's like, hey. What are you doing? So when you see young men like yourself who are smart, who are idealistic, who are virtuous, and then who are still doing weights, um, triathlons, jiu like, okay, wow, somebody has blazed a, tra- a path for me, uh, and it's still there. You know, I don't, I, it's, a, it's a choice that I can join those men on that, on that journey. But if I don't have um, good men... Who are guarding the exits? I'm gonna quit when it gets hard, because because hmm. every every organism is gonna take the path of least resistance, and that's why initiation isn't like a, a casual fun thing of like you know what I watched a podcast and now I'm an initiated man, like initiation fucking sucks, just like lifting weights in a triathlon and jujitsu it sucks. So, um, it's a to be able to get pushed through that that uh, abyss or across that threshold, you need to have good men who are gonna do that. And right now in our current culture, because we're so diffused, uh, if you remove alcohol, sports, and your job, n- none of you fuckers have friends. None mm-hmm. of you do. Like, like, who you got at that point? Uh, and so who's gonna help you Push across the goal line when you're tired, when you're sick, when you're distracted, when you're weak. And we're all weak, right? So that, that's, the, that's the game. And, and a lot of these things are starting to happen. You know, men's groups. I'm so excited to see more guys doing jiu-jitsu and mm. exploring hunting again, or at least open to the idea of hunting, you know, yeah. um, reading a, the I'm books. A- Peterson. Yeah.
1: Son. Sorry Phil jumping in I was going to say the jiu-jitsu one particularly I know Chris knows as well but We both trained with my son Who's now 17, nearly 18 But he came along at like 15 um, Because he was he was struggling massively With just stuff that teenagers go through um, And he came along to the jiu-jitsu At like probably 5 foot 8 5 foot 9 About 7 stone so About 130 pound maybe You know quite a <laughs> small guy And having to roll with guys like Chris Roll with guys like me but I've also said I think it was good for him because he got to see me as someone other than dad as well. Mm. You know, he saw me interacting with guys like us, giving Chris yeah. a bit of getting a lot of shit back from guys and not running away crying. And it was like, yeah, the schools and maybe, you know, in certain circumstances it could be foreseen as bullying. But in reality, what it is, is guys bantering and testing each other out and pushing each other and putting all the yeah. boundaries are.
0: 100% and and that's how that's how you're getting to see men interact like how do men behave and it, it used to be that you went to go work with your with your dad on the farm
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know and you would see like i, I like yeah. here's how men deal with with defeat here's how they deal with exhaustion here's how they deal with victory here's how they deal with conflict and mm-hmm. you know you got introduced to this operating system of men and now, um, you know, nobody has it. So they're terrified. Men are terrified of each other. What, they're um, terrified of conflict. And you know, like, when you roll for the first time, like you see new guys go in there and they're on the bottom and it, or inside control and they start to see this panic. And you go, yeah. hey, man, uh, this is going to be forever. Yeah. So relax. Like this is how men, this is how apes, wolves, this is how we play with each other, yeah. so you know it's not your it's not the monster that you think it is. It's actually yeah. the, it's not the dragon you have to fight anymore. It's the dragon you get to ride, yeah. right? Game of Game of Thrones, bro.
1: That's one. What what's turn
0: <laughs> what's um,
2: you know what's what's interesting is you know as you know uh, Ali was saying there with with, uh, with his boy, um, you know <clears throat> in terms of you know having fun and taking the piss. And the thing is, as well as when shit really goes south and things go bad those people who take the piss out of you and make fun of you will 100 percent have your back Ugh. you know 100 you know if you're a you know and i know um a friend of mine had uh had cancer a couple of years ago and um i was in the gym when he phoned me um you know a guy that you know take your, you know have fun take the piss at him all the time so when he phoned me i was in the gym um and he phoned me, and you know, he was in tears. And it's one of those things where you go, just don't move. I'm fucking coming now. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Drop my mm. shit and mm-hmm. fucking went. And it's one of those things where you can have fucking fun, but if it's somebody who's, you know, properly, you know, a, a fucking a man, will have your back. Doesn't matter what's happening, man. I'll, I'll be there. Give me 10 minutes. I'll be there. I'll, I'll you know, mm-hmm. I've got it. Let's get it. Let's kill this thing together. Um. So, yeah, it's one really, of you know, we all have fun and we give each other shit, but um, it's important to also know that those same people who are, who are giving you shit have uh, have got your back.
0: That's a, you know an important circle of people to be around yeah. and about, man. You're
1: you know, you're lucky to have
0: that. Yeah, you know, and what, uh, one of my markers is uh, if, if you're gonna move, if you have to move, which is a shitty job, uh, <laughs> yeah. how many friends are gonna come help you move? How you many know, you got? All you you guys watching this right now, how many men are gonna help you move? Those are, those are your, that's your tribe. Those are your dudes. And if you don't have any, better fucking find some because the lone wolf dies, right? There is no such thing as the lone wolf. So, so it's not, a, you're not being independent and self-reliant and cool. If you're the lone wolf, you're fucking starving yeah. to death. Like get your, yeah. get your
2: crew. I know um, what, uh, one of, well, one of my friends, I found my guest, Johnny, Johnny Payne, uh, real good strength and conditioning coach. Um, does a lot of crazy ultra marathons and stuff. And you know, we were talking once and he said, You know, you'll find out who your friends are when you phone them at 4 a.m. and you're in shit. Mm. How many answer the phone? How many say, Oh, you know, I can't just now. I'd love to help you. And the ones that will go, I'll be there. Where are you? Tell me where you are. I'm coming. I'm coming now. Mm. Those are the ones where you go. Yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, that's that's my crew. Yeah. And you might, only have, you might only have three or four of those guys, but those are the ones. Um. Yeah, those are those are the, those are the 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 ones that you want in your life, man. One hundred percent. Um. So we're we're cracking on with time here, folks. There's a few things you know I wanted to ask you about. Um, you work with some incredible companies, some real uh, you know, the biggest companies in the world. So what what is this? Um, you know what what is it basically? What are you doing with those companies?
0: Uh, I'm doing a very similar version to this. Right. Except with with a few less fucks.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh, I'm talking about the operating system of their teams, or I'm talking about the operating system of their leadership. Uh, and we call the fancy word is culture. Right. And yeah, you know, the culture of a team is more important than anything else It's more important than technology or your business plan or your market share, you know, any of that shit. It's, it is who are the people and what are their relationships that are driving that behavior? Really, really important. Um, And so a lot of that has to do with what are they navigating off of as a, as a tribe, right? And that's your vision. And this is good for, for all of your people who are watching. It's good for families. It's good for a jujitsu school. Like whoever's watching this, you need to be navigating off of the same North Star, right? And and because there's you know, a thousand different mountains you can climb, you need to climb it together. So if you don't have a clarity about where it is you're going, then you're kind of fucked at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one is, so you found the right mountain. Now there's an endless amount of journeys up that mountain and you need to do it together. Again, collaboration, reciprocity. This is the, the superpower of humanity. So how do you do that? And, that, and the corporate word for that is values. Um, our values are what literally are driving our decision-making process. So, either as an individual, like a, a corporate executive, or as a, a team of people solving a, a very important problem, how do we solve it? And do we sacrifice our customers to make you know more profit? Do it like there's a there's an endless amount of choices in the way we're navigating that. And the word decide. Contains the root of the word homicide and suicide and insecticide. It means to cut or kill. So every decision I make uh, has a cost. It's not free, you know, to do whatever it is you're choosing to do, eating or watching or even watching this show right now. It's costing you something to watch this show right now. And the cost is what else you could have been watching right now. So be really, really smart about what you're investing your time in because um, it really is the thing that defines your habits and your destiny. And so I'm taking a lot of this philosophical stuff and I'm, I'm shoving it into a business arena to help mm-hmm. people innovate, help uh, retention, employee engagement, basically making them more money. But my agenda is secretly introducing kinship systems. Right? Because I want I want to elevate the human conversation. And I know that uh high performing you know kinship teams are resilient, they're they have high retention and they end up making a lot more money. But it's just um it's my my way to you know increase just the happiness and health of our of our species.
2: Yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, one of those things where
0: it's um I think
2: it's important for, you know, a lot of these companies. I think they I feel like a lot of these massive companies, so you've worked with like uh like SpaceX, is that one of them yep. uh like Microsoft, so like literally the biggest companies in the world. And it feels like those companies would become because they're so enormous they become a little bit soulless a little bit lost and there's no you know just a little bit yeah yeah a little bit lost and kind of soulless i would imagine so to have something mm-hmm. coming in and and, and uh, give them some direction and some kind of purpose and meaning again um seems like a fucking awesome idea
1: um, so, it, 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 it kind of goes back phil to what you were just saying though you know as chris is saying companies that you're working with big fortune 500 companies they've hmm. almost become the city haven't they you know, and that's, yeah. oh, you you're trying to get back to the tribe rather than the, the city side of it.
0: hundred mm, percent. And people don't realize how important their job is. A, mm. lot of, a lot of people look at their job as a means to live their life. And the reality is you spend your life at your job. It's the yeah. center of your life. It's the center for squares on the chessboard. Which without, like if you've already surrendered those four squares, you're not winning the chess game. It doesn't Mm. matter what, what vacation you have planned or what concert you're going to, you're still not having meaning and purpose in your life. Like you have to claim the center of your life. And that includes your coworkers, because those, whoever you spend the most time with in your life are the most important people in your life. Mm. Right. So, a lot of times they go, oh, that's just Jim from work. He's a co-worker. No, he's not. He's a fucking tribesman. You better get connected to that dude because you're spending your life with him. So yeah. you need to have you know, meaning and purpose and some sort of authenticity with that dude. Otherwise, like you've already surrendered. You've already you're bleeding out right there. Your soul. Yeah. And and so for me, like, yeah, um, there are a lot of big companies that have become soulless machines, but the teams in the companies those you know 20 dudes and ladies in, on you know like the sales team or whatever it is that's a tribe they have got to make that meaningful and and fulfilling and that that's really where i'm you know where i'm doing the work and that's that's your job too uh who are watching this is you gotta own that you gotta own that boundary
2: wise ones <laughs> wise ones. Um, Super cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, we're just just gone past nine o'clock. Uh, oh, sorry. So it'll be like one one way uh, and and the west coast there. Um, I know you have some you've got some more meetings to go to, right? So um, I do. Uh,
0: we, I'm actually uh, working with a team in Africa right now. Okay. I'm working with a uh, it's a it's a big company that does um, like AIDS relief in Africa, and I and I would never have gotten to do that job except we're doing this weird remote quarantine thing and all of a mm-hmm. sudden I get to not only talk to you, dude, I get to work with a team you know, in different countries. Yeah. So this is a, this is adaptability. And I want to, I want to leave you guys with this. Um, the word uh, crisis in Mandarin in, in Chinese in, includes two characters. One is danger and then the other is opportunity. So again, decide how you are going to respond to what the world has given you. If you think it's danger, then just welcome to cortisol and drama, right? This is an opportunity. This is the most exciting fucking opportunity in the history of humanity. Like we're being forced to adapt and to transform and evolve. So dude, ride the wave, paddle hard. Don't don't bail. <laughs> this is the wave, get on it. So well, you
2: are a cool motherfucker. Um, I feel like uh, you know, I feel like we'll have to speak to you again at some point. I feel like there's um, so much stuff left on the table.
0: Uh, Anytime, boys. Anytime.
2: Yeah. We'll, 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 just I, think, I think we'll speak to you at some point again. Yeah, definitely. Just before hey,
1: we bail out here, Phil, if people are looking to find out more about you and your work, where can they find you on the internet, social media, places like that, and we'll tag all this into the notes as well.
0: Yeah. Um, my website is mywolftribe.com and there's a bunch of information on there. You're welcome to, um, you know, explore that. And then, gentlemen, um, we I'm part of a men's group called K4, so King of the Four Houses. We talked about it, and the website is k letter k number four men dot com. K4men com. And I got a cohort starting up October first. If any of you gentlemen are, uh, and it's remote, right? So any of y'all from uh, over there and in a Great Britain wanna wanna pop on over Be we good have, to have you We, we Be we'll good to have them, you.
2: we'll send them your way definitely oh, man um yeah i'm going to grab uh, i'm going to grab one of your one of your t-shirts as well man i like that i like that Wheel tribe t-shirt so
0: yeah I'll, uh, baby.
2: yeah i'll get one of those i'll get one of those um but yeah it's been it's been a a, a really uh interesting and insightful conversation um
0: so yeah All right, Ali, Chris, absolute pleasure. It was a a, a pleasure. Episode
1: 41, done and dusted.
0: The Silly Goose Gang Podcast.